Welcome to Shay's Pretty Skinny. Of course, I'm Shay, and we're doing everything except keeping it cute about finances in the relationship today. Yes, finances. Oh my goodness. I was trying to just, you know, get my mouth together from the snack that I had. And in the tradition of snacking and sharing, let me tell you about my snack. Okay, so I had some loaded fries. Um, and what I did was, if you ever had Rotel dip, you can make your own quote-unquote Rotel, or you can get it in the can. If you make your own, you can use crushed tomatoes, and then you want to get jalapenos, or you can get serrano peppers, um, onion, garlic, cilantro, and then a hint of lime. And I use the lime like it's salt. And then I like to use the diet cheese sauce. It comes in a box. There's three packets in the box. I usually use all three packets. But I mix that with the Rotel and it's umi umi umi. Like a dip all together on its own. It's delicious with chips. I've had it with tostones or like um, the banana chips or the um, plantain chips. Delicious. Um, but in this case, I made a loaded nacho type thing with it with the fries. So it was loaded fries. And then I had the um, Beyond Steak Cuts. So I had never tried it before and I went to see how it kind of comes out. And it comes out like tender carne asada is the texture. But I put some um, garlic and chopped onions in a skillet with a little bit of onion oil. And then um, I cut some avocado butter in there and I went till it was halfway the onions were halfway caramelized and then what I did was go ahead and add the beyond steak bites and put that in there wait till the onions caramelized all together cooked it that long and um, added a little bit of paprika it was amazing 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 and like I said the texture of that beyond steak is like um yeah tender carne asada now i am not sure how i feel about beyond and impossible meat so i kind of have it like mcdonald's you know not too often and because i still don't know what i think the the repercussions are um nutritionally and on health and whatnot but for the most part the products have been pretty delicious especially if you're talking about trying to mimic something then it's been pretty good and I would recommend those little steak bites for that making a taco or something of that sort um a nacho yeah it would be delish 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 anywho though we're here to talk about finances in the relationship and not necessarily if the finances like there should be talking going on about the subject but when should it enter the chat so let me tell you, I was pulled, I pulled up to a gas station one day and um, I had not planned on getting any gas, right? So I pull up, I'm like, oh gosh, I got to get out. And then I needed to go in the store as well. So I go into the store, I see this individual, but they don't say anything to me. So I go in the store, I do whatever I'm normally going to do. When I come out, the individual is still outside and they approach me and they say, hey, you're just so nice. There's no reason why you should have to pump your gas. I'd like to pump your gas for you. So I'm thinking, okay, well, it's a nice gesture. That's cool. 
I'm working on like receiving, right? I'm a bad receiver, bad receiver. So I'm working on my receiving and this is a moment where I'm like, okay, I can accept somebody pumping my gas. It's like not a big deal. Well, we strike up conversation or whatnot. And then by the end of the conversation, the individual is um, asking for my number. So I give them my number. We talk a little bit. Um, a couple of weeks go by. Uh, we meet up and we talk a little bit more. You know, we both have very, very busy schedules. So it's kind of difficult for us to meet up. So I guess, I mean, I wouldn't call it a date, but I guess you could call it that. A date is whatever you make it, whatever you consider it. So we meet up to see each other face to face. Um, and then a couple more weeks go by. We've been talking on the phone these couple of weeks. And we're on the phone and um, a conversation comes up. Um, this individual has disclosed financial information about themselves, which was cool. It was not, there was no inquiry made. They just volunteered the information, right? And sometimes they talk about their purchases and things of this sort. Well, um, a purchase that I'm making comes up in the conversation and the individual starts to ask questions that I think are um, a bit out of line. Um, I don't think it's appropriate, especially for the space that we're in. And I'm not thinking that we've reached that part of the relationship yet where, you know, it's time for conversation. However, um, the incident itself kind of brought up that question of, well, when is it appropriate? Because if you really take a moment to think about it, finances, as far as dating goes and trying to get into a relationship comes up immediately, right? If someone's inviting you out on a date and then the person who's being invited, how they receive that or interpret that, especially like the location of the date or what exactly is going to go on. Um, for instance, when you talk about inviting someone out to dinner there's some individuals who feel like going to some restaurant is an indication of how you value another individual or what the value of your wallet is so it could be a big deal to some individuals where other people feel like i want to do something that's enjoyable regardless of what the price tag may be i want both of us to enjoy the activity and kind of enjoy being each other's presence so it depends on the type of personality that you're dealing with that's my opinion so in this case i'm like okay that does come up right away because if someone invites you out and i know that could be one of my rules if i invite you out then i am assuming that you know if you don't have funds or you don't bring funds that i'm gonna be able to cover because i invite you out hey why don't you come out you know to do this or um, it has to be made plain, like, hey, have you already eaten? Do you just want to go pick up something? Like, you know, we can go and order and then, you know, have dinner together. Or, you know, hey, you want to go out to dinner? I'll pay. You can make it very clear. But between individuals who are dating to get to know each other, I think it's important to understand that as well. Some people want to go Dutch. Um, which means, you know, 50-50. And some people want to do that because they don't want the other individual to feel obligated, right? Like they're paying for something or making deposits into the bank is what I call it. I'm like, a man doesn't spend money for nothing, right? He's making deposits. And at some point, he'd like to get withdrawals. Now, what that interprets and what that means, 
each individual is different and that has to be clarified but at some point he is expecting to get some type of withdrawal or the individual is expecting a withdrawal from all the times that they make deposits and investments right they want to return on that investment so um, I think that's always important to remember especially when that feeling of entitlement comes because there's also a lot of people who feel like that is not there's not a return on investment when you're dating somebody that's just you know something that comes part that comes with the course that's how some people feel about that so it's interesting because if an individual feels like okay you're taking me to mcdonald's per se like is this how you feel about me do you think that i'm a low-level individual so that's the first point of validation the value that you have for yourself and the value that the other person sees in you is definitely exposed on a date invitation right where they take you for the most part that's where most people get offended like oh you don't value me they're not necessarily offended by the value of the place, but you don't value me. So I think the way to win with that is either you are going to a decent place, a place that is safe, a place that has some, you know, decent options, or you're winning because you took this person to a place that they like, that they enjoy. Maybe you shared it in conversation, right? But then after we're done with talking about dates and expectations, kind of looking at how you spend money, right? That comes up a little bit, the things that you're doing. That's another time that finances come up into uh, this dating relationship, right? You kind of notice that maybe this person, I don't know, they bought a new, um, a new phone or um, they bought a new car or car accessories or they have a hobby that they like doing they go to the gym so you start to kind of get a glimpse of how some of their extracurricular funds are spent you know outside of rent maybe even that success too right once you find out somebody's living situation um whether they live alone if they have roommates whether they live in an apartment complex a house things of that sort right where they still live at home with their parents all those things kind of get figured out within the first few months. I would say within the first three months, all that kind of gets figured out just in natural conversation and interacting with each other. Can it come off a little off-putting if you're directly asking those questions? I don't know. I think it just depends on the person, right? Now... I was telling the story about the individual and how my purchase came up. Now, the conversation ended up having some questions included like, well, how much is your mortgage? Um, how much is the purchase? It was, to me, overstepping boundaries because we had not reached that moment, right? So it's like, what's going on there? And when I voiced my opinion about that, the individual was like, oh, I do apologize. I was not trying to overstep boundaries. I was just thinking that, you know, if we got a place together, then, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so they explain themselves. And in that explanation, I started thinking to myself, like, okay, it brought me to another pondering moment, which is one, 
is this a moment that should be seen as controlling or a moment of interest? You know, like this person has decided because they say it doesn't take that person long to decide how they want to fit someone in their life, right? So this could have been one of those things where this person has already decided what they want the end goal to be. And if it's an option, like, okay, how are they going to move their pieces around? Because this person plays chess. So that's why I say that. But how am I going to move these pieces around, right? So in addition to that, you could also be thinking it's a controlling move, right? Like we're not in a committed situation where we have joint responsibilities. So why are you pocket watching or thinking about how I spend my money? So it could go either way. And without clarification, it could definitely bring up points of contention, right? Maybe even stop one person from talking to the other, maybe a ghosting situation or maybe deciding, okay, this is not the best move for me. But again, that's something that each person has to decide based on the personalities that are having this discussion, right? But we hang up the phone, the person calls back and they apologize, you know, if, if I felt like they were prying or, you know, and that's when they provide that explanation. So it just got me to thinking that, but I was thinking in three months, by that time, you're halfway to the six months, right? For me, six months, I know whether you're getting on my nerves or not, I hate to say it like that, but that that's kind of how it goes, right? If somebody's like a nuisance to you or you're not really motivated to see them, there's no desire, no interest. I mean, six months is a pretty good time to, to decide that. And so three months in, especially if you've had any amount of conversation or spent any amount of time together, I think it's pretty appropriate to kind of understand those basic things about finances and then, you know, you, you move into different conversation after those three months, like asking questions about the future, you know, how do you, how do you see the future? And depending on how old you are, um, <laughs> like with my age, depending on how old you are, you know, what does that really look like after you're done with any kind of work or, you know, your involvement with your business? Do you plan on being as involved at a certain age or a certain period in your life? Do you plan on retiring from a company and then starting your own business? Like how long, if you're a person who reports to the nine to five, what does that look like for you at a certain time in your life? How long do you plan to report to a nine to five, you know? So how are you taking care of expenses when you're not putting in as much labor? So I think that's an appropriate conversation when you're definitely getting more serious. And I don't think it's anything that's controlling. But let me tell you, it had my spidey senses completely, completely, completely going off. And then I think it's also important to understand um, people's hobbies and what they're spending money on, right? Um what the expectations are in the future for finances if you guys are going to merge together before that happens because sometimes there's a move in with me or a move in with them right or there could be a we're both you know moving from a place maybe there's leases or whatever everyone's lease is up so we get a place together but it's important to openly have that conversation of okay who's going to be responsible for the rent are we going in half on those basic things that are needed the water the gas the utilities you know who's taking care of that and if we have cars you know 
are we purchasing cards together will they be separate things of that sort um who has the responsibility of cleaning up and taking the cards for maintenance and i say that because i'm so direct about that thing I don't think I think about it financially because financially it still has to be done, right? But I don't actually want to take it to get done. That is the big deal. Um, also, I think it's important to have a conversation when there's kids involved and even when there's adult kids, right? Because people tend to think, oh, my kid's 18. They're not going to need anything, which is not even true. Your kids still need things throughout life, whether it be advice, support, encouragement, cheering on, whatever it is, they're always going to need something, right? And so I think it's important to have that conversation as well um, about whether you're you're lending support to your child currently and if that's going to continue, if that's something that your partner agrees with, if that's something that's done on a joint decision or, you know, is that something that comes out of your rainy day fund? That might have been a bone of contention. Rainy day funds, I don't think, are offensive at all, right? Not at all. Everybody has a little hobby, that um it's not necessary like it's not a necessity an expense that doesn't have to be an expense and can that be allowed yes should it be allowed I think it's a yes and some people might think differently but I definitely think that it's a yes and I think both people in the relationship whether there's one wage earner or two wage earners should have some level of purchase power just for that one little pleasurable thing right however it shouldn't be something that all parties are not aware of right um and know about so I think that's something and there can be limitations and boundaries like of course uh like a budget you're not gonna spend more than 80 dollars on this or that you know and that can be agreed on and that can be a financial conversation as well so the question is, when is it too soon? Or is it ever too soon, right? Is it ever too soon? Because let's just say someone asks you out on a first date and you go out to like a steakhouse. I laugh at that because where I'm at currently, um, it's very popular to take someone out to a steakhouse or to a seafood place, right? And that's proper and it's a good date. However, I'm not going to eat those things. And I've only been to a couple of, um, only two steakhouses actually, that have a really, really great salad bar. I mean, a really great salad bar with more than just um, leafy greens and cucumbers and things like it. Um, at quinoa, just other choices. So, um, let's just say that's something that you want to do, right? For a nice time out and to kind of give an impression but perhaps every date you don't want to have to do that is it okay to open up that conversation is it tacky is it honest is it responsible like hey you know I'm definitely loving this and I want to keep dating and I definitely want to keep paying for dates but I kind of want to set a budget like I wonder how would people feel if that conversation came on the table just like that and should we make it normal for that conversation to come up in that way? Like, it's not that I don't have any money, but this is the way that I hold on to my money, right? Because that's what they say rich people do. 
they make money, but they work on holding on to their money. And so that's how they maintain their wealth. And so if someone's in that mindset and they're saying, okay, um, I want to step out and I want to have fun and I want you to step out and have fun and I want to be able to finance that for you. But I also want there to be some boundaries and limitations to that because I'm focused on, you know, future wealth and generational wealth. How well is either party willing to take that conversation? Is it something that should be made the norm or do we think we're going into um, a situation that's too invasive, right? Can it be too invasive or can it remedy some of those financial woes? I remember being with someone um, and they took me out on so many great dates and they would take my friends out too. We were young though. And so sometimes, um, like one time we went out to Magic Mountain and they were willing to pay for all of my friends, right? And then we end up getting into a more serious situation and I realized that this individual accumulated a lot of debt and a lot of debt dating me because they were paying for those things on credit cards and things like that, right? So when it became a situation and we're like merging our lives together and our friends together, all that dating ended up not even being a good idea. It was not beneficial in our committed relationship because that was something that we needed to address. So ultimately ended up paying for those dates right because we have to pay down that credit card debt so I mean once I was on the other side of that looking at it then my idea of dating kind of changed and what I thought about it um, kind of being sensible about it that's when I started to change my thinking about dating but this particular situation when a person like I feel like okay I'm the one I'm paying for this or paying for that and that's my pleasurable moment does someone that I'm dating get to impose boundaries on that or bring up that conversation to ask me to scale back right because we're not in a situation of planning a future together is what I'm thinking this is not a commitment this is still a getting to know each other phase and so then if you're saying that to me does it open up and that's where I went with the conversation if we're going down this line of questioning is it opening up conversation for me to have commentary on purchases on your end what you're doing with your money and where you spend it and whether you should or should not and how much money you're making and the individual pull back so sometimes you just got to ask people to step out and look at the situation from your side, not just where they're coming from. And so a moment of reflection had to be made on that, you know, but finances, if you think about it, are coming up at the very beginning before there's any type of commitment your finances are being assessed, whether you're looking at somebody's car, the way that they're dressed, right? You're assessing whether they're paying for the day and what kind of date they're taking you on. Right away, finances have entered the chat. So I think it's more important to think about what's a good way to have those conversations at each stage of the relationship and introduce the change, right? 
talk a lot about, um, you know, people when they're dating or when they say, oh, I'm not looking for this or I'm not looking for that. And then the situation changes. There's not a new conversation. So I think that's the same that goes for finances. Conversation should be introduced. It should be openly talked about at each stage and whether it's something that should be on the table at that time or not. So anyway, what do you think about that? I'd love to hear Um, some comments you can leave a recording you can leave some messages it would be great to hear